started? Um, yes, we have started. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is <laughs> Elite Rugby Banter, and you're listening to the soothing sound of Matt's voice, who has now started the episode officially. Thank you, Alex. And Sorry. No worries. <laughs> and we're also joined by Ben. Oh, hello, hello, Matt. Have we started? Yeah, we have, we have. <laughs> much, much like level three. Level three has started, and so have we. Oh, Mauritius, we we done. Uh, oh, you guys just done. Normal. You didn't ease off. Yeah. Well, no, we have no. We haven't had cases for twenty for thirty four days. We haven't had a new case, so oh, wow. I think we deserve to just stop. Yeah. Yeah. No fair. Okay. Yeah. No fair. I mean, I think we've had thirty four new cases in the last half hour, so we've eased off. Slightly. Yeah. And you now you can have we... some of ours if you want. Uh well I think I think we might need to take some of yours just to kickstart our tourism industry to be honest. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, uh, I saw to uh, yeah. What you guys should do is what Cyprus is doing. They are offering. So if you come to Cyprus yeah, saw, and you catch the... COVID while while in Cyprus, they'll cover the cost of your trip. Do you know that that's that's Generous. honestly? And if anyone from Cyprus is listening, yes, I mean this Panakarasavas. Um, that's big talk from Europe, well, from one of Europe's most fucked up economies. Actually, that is massive talk from an economy which is directly reliant on Europe's most fucked up economy. Mm. So, yeah, like I, I really don't think like they they talking out their asses here. Like that'll bankrupt the country. No, I mean, what is it like? One dude pitches and it's fucked or what? Yeah, they they, they can afford to treat eight COVID patients. I think. Cyprus is kind of like to Greece what Namibia is to South Africa. Hey? No, no, no. No, I think Namibia is Namibia, more Namibia is like, yeah, No, actually, in a way, because I think Cyprus is in its own way kind of better than Greece. Okay. So, so, so and, and in yeah, Alex's Namibia mind, is kind of better than South Africa. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, waiting yeah. For, I'm waiting for the differences to be drawn. Yeah. No, yeah, no, your, your analogy holds because Namibia is better than South It's objectively better than South Africa. Yeah, but they've just like hitched themselves to the wrong wagon. Who shouldn't have? Yeah, like if if Namibia had just if Namibia had just stayed with Germany, it would probably be helping rule <laughs> okay, the world. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let's say if Namibia had disassociated with Germany during the the appropriate time, and then kind of rehitched their wagon, kind of when the Berlin Wall fell, then I reckon Namibia would probably be ruling. The, if Namibia had been given independence at the turn, like at the Second World War, instead of being confiscated and then given back by the United Nations to South Africa, who at that point were being condemned for human rights abuses, yeah. um, I feel like Namibia would be in a better place right now. Fair. Yeah. I think. Although, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but who are you? Yeah, are you, are you what's called revisionist history or whatever? Yeah. I want to do revisionist, revisionist history where, because a lot of People, have you guys seen the, the Man of the High Tower? No, yeah. not yet. I've heard, I've heard of, I've heard of it. Uh, yeah, I never really got it. And, essentially, and then, I, then the I, forgot, I forgot to renew my. What's it called? Amazon Prime? No, what's the? How do you uh, watch Amazon it? Google video. Play. Oh, yeah, yeah, Amazon. I, I pirated, but yeah. Um, but that's like what it, what would happen if the US or the the Allies had won World War Two? And I feel like that's like a bit of an easy one because like Alex, World the Allies War II, or, Alex, or the Axis. I mean, Alex the Axis. So the Axis. Did win it. Yeah, so the Axis, if the Axis had won World War II. But I feel like that's a bit of a gimme, because, like, maybe it's just the way the history books have been written, but, like, World War II was very, like, good guys, bad guys. Mm. And I feel like World War One was, like, a lot more complex. Yeah. And 
Because like, like, I'm much more interested, was, like, just I'm much more interested in like what history would have looked like if if like if German Germany and its allies and like Austro-Hungary had won World War One. That would be interesting. Hmm. What what, what like, effect would it have? Would it would it really have affected rugby? I think it would because um, like the whole it would, it rationale would, behind this. It's almost a shame that Adam's not here because he would have loved this conversation. He's, he knows the most out of all of us about history. Yeah, this, but this, a lot of it, a lot of it was kind of founded on imperialism, and like World War One is a big part of why yeah, a lot it, of the colonies and like the imperial, like the empires, kind of crumbled, right? Yeah. And if it hadn't happened, would we still see like South Africa and Australia and New Zealand form the colonies? being as prolific at a British sport as we are now? Or would they be even better? Because it would be more entrenched than competing sports codes. Would like would Australia have the have had the freedom to develop um, Aussie rules? Yeah, like Aussie rules and rugby league. I'm probably talking about out of, out of my ass because I'm pretty sure Australia was like pretty well there's they're still not independent. They still yeah. consider themselves like a subject of the crown. Yeah, or like Canada. Well, Canada's yeah. the weirdest example of that, actually, because they weren't yeah. down there. They just really just wish they were. But it would have entrenched like the British Empire pretty much. That's my understanding of it. Mm. And also, it would have um, postponed a lot of like democratization in Africa, because countries like France would have had the resources and the power. Yeah, to, yeah, to sort of kind of keep their stranglehold yeah. on on like West Africa. No, like. so potentially somewhere like Cote d'Ivoire could now be a bit of a rugby powerhouse. Yeah, that could have happened. I heard, I heard imperialism. Adam just came running. Well done, Ben. Well done, Ben. Did you, did you I've lured, I've, I've lured him. Yeah. No, no, Ben, Ben, no. Ben posted no, in the WhatsApp group. Put baby down. Let's I yeah, just mentioned just... Adam. Adam, we were just discussing if. The Axis part, well, you know, if sort of the the Germany, Austro-German, uh, Prussia, whatever you want to call it, had won the First World Bad War, goodness. what effect would have that had on rugby? Hmm, <laughs> that's very interesting. Hypothetical. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I just, well, I don't we 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 are just proposing that potentially, like Cote d'Ivoire, could become a bit of a powerhouse because they would have had also. more, they would have had more sustained French influence. Yeah, but what if the Axis powers had won? But surely the, the what are you saying? No, like, no, no. So the... Cote d'Ivoire would have done better if World War One hadn't kicked off. Is actually what. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah if... Sorry, I, I didn't explain it properly. Yeah, had World War One uh, not kicked fair. off, Cote d'Ivoire would be playing better. Right I think I think, uh, I, I, think okay. I, I phrased this question really, really badly. Oh, oh so, oh, so it's not a different confused. result. It's just World War One doesn't happen. Uh, no, I'm, getting, no, I'm getting confused. Yeah, because the, unfortunately, the so baby monitor, the baby monitor just be put in front of me, so I gotta go. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll pick up on the question. That, that's good because we actually but, didn't, we yeah. actually didn't yeah. know where we were going with this. Yeah, we and, yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I need to own up to I the fact that my my sleep deprivation has uh, <laughs> fucked with my ability to hold this conversation together, and I, I can no longer remember what my own hypothetical was. Okay, okay. I need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someone, someone, please comment and tell us what the hypothetical was <laughs> yeah. and what we were supposed to be talking about, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and why I suddenly forgot everything I thought I knew about history. Actually, wait. Let's do this. Hypotheticals. Um, hypothetically, there was going to be a mini World Cup of sorts next year for 
to raise money for COVID, for as a response to COVID, and that seems to be scrapped. And instead, the Lions tour seems to be going ahead, and they are more than likely to be playing again against Japan as well. How about that for a series of hypotheticals? That is very hypothetical. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't very keen on the Rugby World Cup. We, we've talked about this theme lots of times before. The way you make something valuable is you don't give more of it, you give less of it. Because if we had the World Cup every well, it year... It wasn't a World Cup, it was like a mini COVID tournament. It's yeah, just essentially whatever it was. 16 That's teams. Ready? Yeah, but to me it's just, it would have just been a, a money, and I don't think it would have been as successful as they think. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So, but yeah, so but now let's see the other the other hypothetical in this is that they want to play the British Island Lions are going to play Japan twenty sixth of June twenty twenty one at Murrayfield. So that's not even on tour. That's like at home still. Yeah, guys, I've I've got to go change the nappy. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I'll be back I'm in a not, second. I'm I'm really. About this because we are already saying like that we kind of got a bit robbed when it comes to the Lions tours fixture the line because what they they four fixtures and three tests or five fixtures and three I think tests. I think it's five and three I think well I know it's three tests I just don't know the but but like the whole like my favorite bit about the Lions tour is actually sort of the when they play the provincial teams when they yeah, play the like the dirt track when the they tests. play the when they play the invitational sides, and we actually we having this taken away from us because they fuck you around playing Japan, then they want to play that like revenge game against New Zealand. I think they they undermining South Africa's they undermining South Africa's tour. Like we've waited fucking twelve years for this, and what they they're gonna know first we'll play Urban in Scotland, and then we're gonna end in New Zealand. That's gonna be the main thing. Yeah. It's like come on, fuck show show South Africa a bit more respect. Yeah, world champs and all, you know. We didn't win the cup for nothing. No, but even even before we were world champs, you know they they've made a commitment to come to South. They yeah. seem to just be doing the bare. They seem to be doing the bare minimum. Yeah, no, it really is, and yeah, um, I agree. And as you said, scarce the scarcity builds prestige, and now they're just basically giving everyone a Lions match, and that just ruins the Lions yeah, brand as well. To go back to your previous point. No, I, I agree. Yeah, they, I think they also they they damaging their own brand. Because also think about it, like a big pull of the Lions tour is the the tourists. Yeah, it's the tourists. You know, the like. A, but but also now, if you know, money's a bit tight. What fuck? It might be. Who knows? Yeah. And then you like, oh fuck, maybe I'll just take the train up to Scotland and watch them there. Yeah, exactly. And then we're not going to see as many oaks coming this way. And then if they've got to choose between watching year or what two games here and then the New Zealand match, fuck, no one's doing both, so you're splitting that audience already. Yeah, as oh, well. I don't know if the New Zealand match. I, I would guess the New Zealand match would actually happen back in the UK. Yeah. Who, who knows? Um, oh yeah, I, I don't think the New Zealand match i think that's far from finalized or whatever but. yeah sticking with japan oh. let's do something slightly more certain and that is the Sunwolves are officially have been put down after two so weeks of two weeks of well they weren't they 
officially sad ohus have been heard across the nation and yeah yo we were talking about this last last week yeah last week and just saying in terms of the players contracts most of them would be done by now yeah so it doesn't seem realistic that they would now postpone presumably contracts they have negotiated to fuck around in australia for 10 weeks or whatever yeah especially because i think the things in japan are starting to i think pick up as well again i think they're also reporting fewer cases in that so they might be returning back to normal-ish but i don't think they'll be kicking off rugby anytime soon no, they they seem to have. Oh, I guess they. Well, actually, Japan should be relatively, because they don't have land borders. Yeah, but they do still see a lot of. Road yeah. Road. yeah. Yeah, but I guess there's a there's a lot of. Initially, they got a lot, lot of tourists from China, from that whole Asian region, huh? Yeah. Because yeah, the, yeah, Asia there. closed its borders very late to each other. Um, yeah, well, I don't think they realized severity, huh? Yeah. Um... No, it's it's sad though. Like they did add something to the cop. I think people enjoyed. They were a bit like the cheetahs. People enjoyed watching the sunwolves. Yeah, they were that. That they they and they were they were a shitload of fun to watch. Like I saw the stats today. I think sadly they only played sixty eight games. The corona hit one. I think that's the the harshest thing of corona. They hit like one game too early. Oh, so someone, someone should give, someone should go give them a someone should go give them a 69th game. Yeah, like how how good maybe, would it be? Maybe they, they, maybe, maybe they should go play like a Japan at XP or something. Yeah, just get that 69th game just for the for the hell of it. Yeah, maybe maybe we could find some sort of technicality that we could give it give it to them. Yeah, that... No, yeah, what they they play and what they won one eight drew one or something. They won, I think, eight or nine, eight. Yeah, eight, and then drew one, and then yeah, obviously everything else is losses. So yeah, it was. I mean, but they still, I think they were more, more one of the funner ones to watch because of the shit they would do on the field, and especially later on when you sort of saw that Japanese prototype being pulled out and just constant frenetic Yo. energy. You know, you wonder how sort of um, if the Sunwolves were a testing ground for kind of what Japan became. I think they were a bit like they were testing it out on like the white the white sort of mercenary players that they got pulled in the whole time. But I mean, Jamie Joseph was definitely building his master plan for the World Cup using that squad. Yeah, I know, which is. It is. It is. It's a pity, though. I, I do. I do wish the Sunwolves were more Japanese. Yeah, but uh, like, yeah. it's just the nature. The problem is, it's the nature of their contracting model that they it's, they couldn't just pull and make like a top league fifteen, and and then let them those guys play. And I don't think they but, had the certainty to actually. Yeah. As as a as, as a Sunwolves fan, Matt. Yes. Do you think the Sunwolves should have existed? Yeah, I think they did. I, I think they definitely brought something, and I mean, they brought something to Super Rugby. I'm, I can see a lot of guys complaining. No, what did they do and all that? But I mean, think how many times we were up at like six o'clock for like their home games, especially the ones they won, 
and how fun they were to watch. Yeah, no, no, they were like, like I agree. I think they, they... they were a shot of energy. I think when, yeah, I, I when do think Super Rugby it, was declining, super... they created entertainment. Yeah. Oh yeah, good for them. And Sunwolves, you will be missed. Definitely, we can pour pour one out for them later. Now that it's level three and everyone can pour one out. No, no, you go. It's no, nice of them to have it overlapping. It's nice of them to overlap that. It was a good. Yeah, plan. I'm, I'm sure. Well, that's why Cyril's like, shit, we can't let the Sunwolves disband while people have no alcohol. There'll be riots. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I know we mentioned the top league and all that, but let's go now. That Last week we spoke about how they were looking at how World Rugby was looking at the rules and what they could do for the game when to commence to try and... Uh, I don't know what's the right word, but lessen maybe the spread of COVID. And now they seem to be to remove the reset scrums to help reduce the risk. Oh fuck! I, I, I really like, like like I'm I'm not a huge fan of reset scrums, but I do think sometimes a scrum needs to be reset. Um, but I really think if you sort of smushing faces with a guy, say, in ten scrums, or smushing faces with a guy in fifteen scrums, yeah, I can't. Like, like I don't know, I don't have the, I don't know the, 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 the research look. or whatever. But I, I can't, Im- I can't imagine, I can't imagine it makes any difference. So, a lot of the, a lot of the research is, also that the amount of time you spend, in close proximity, obviously improves the chances of you being infected, improves it being spread. So. Obviously, the yeah, thinking, scrum, the thinking there is in close, close proximity. A scrum is mixing sweat, essentially. Yeah, so I'm assuming that the 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 rationale behind ditching reset scrums is that it's just reducing the amount of time that they're all mixing sweat. So, so what what is the the replacement for a reset scrum? Is what short arm to team with the feed. Yeah, I think it was a kick or something. It was something ridiculous that I could just see refs abusing because you know how much they fucking... Lo- I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to look it up. But it was something that I just saw that the refs are just going to abuse as the easy option out because you fucking know how they love to make it to call at a scrum. Something uh, something I saw which was quite cool is they want to change the the time the ball can be at the base of the rack from, three, from five seconds to three seconds. Oh, so the, so that would have a very material impact, I think. That would, especially well, if you say use it and they actually have to use it now. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like with all law changes, it comes down to how much the ref actually applies it. I mean, the offside line is theoretically a thing, and use at times at rucks and malls is theoretically a thing. But you know, unless the refs actually, when they say use it, penalizes them within a second, you know, it doesn't really matter. Because currently they you say know, use it, and you know, they've still got another three or four seconds anyway. Yeah, fuck, I love it, use it. I've heard use it like three times. Most most times you use, you know, you use it use it in threes. You know, when you were, you know when you were a kid and you were, you know, your mom says, no, come in, you stop playing or whatever. And you'd be like, no, 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 no. And then your mom would just go five, four, three. And, you know, she would never get to one because you were just terrified. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I did that the whole of last year with my kids in class. Yeah, None I, of my I kids honestly know think what ref, one ref, like. ref, should, ref should do that. As soon <laughs> as um, as soon as soon the, the ball's available, just go three, two, one, 
and like and I'm telling whistle. you, it will never get to one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be it would be useful. No, though. like it. But yeah, it would take one hard ass ref. We need Nigel. But this, Owens this is what we always that. say, though. That obviously, co- yeah, obviously, COVID is an exceptional situation. But rugby has enough rules. It doesn't need new rules. It, it just needs the rules to be enforced. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's something that you guys have said quite a few times, and I think it's very true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. one oh, last. What, I saw something about an 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 orange card as well. What? Oh no, man. The fuck's an orange card? <laughs> what happened to good old white card? What does orange mean? The the white card that was uh, the white card system where it was like oh, right, I, I, I think I here. think an an or, orange. Oh, sorry, let me. Like uh, a timeout where you go get your orange slices or what? No, I think it's like a fifteen-minute yellow or something. What are we talking about? Ben saw apparently saw An someone that someone card. wanted to give people orange cards. Is that okay. not maybe you go off and then someone else is allowed on after ten or something? Yeah, orange card to make rugby safer. Isn't that to make it safer? A new card and... would see players automatically cited. Nigel Otis throws oh. behind a reported proposal to introduce an orange card. So it's automatic. Is it, that difficult? Is it that difficult to just cite every card? Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, I but that's the that's game's just... leading referee warned as a radical new way of clamping down on high tackles. It would see players removed from the field for 15 minutes for certain high tackle offenses and would automatically lead to a citing as, as is the norm for traditional red cards. Okay, so, it's, okay. so it's got all well, the... How would that make rugby safer? So it may, it's supposed, so it relies on so the... It, w- it would punish, the, it would punish high tackles even more. So basically but it relies on the deterrent, red. deterrent model of punishment. That the punishment is, is a deterrent. It's proven to be bullshit. Yeah, okay, no, 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 look, we've all, we've all done S versus Mokanyana. Okay, so, so, so what, what it seems to be is you get the orange card, you go off. But while while you in the sin bin, the incident can be looked at and it can be upgraded. Uh, okay, so, so while are we they could yellow? Wow. Well, crucially, so the incident the could oh. then be reviewed by Hawkeye in inverted commas, who could then upgrade the decision to a red card. I feel this like is an the... issue though, because how is how is the the player going to plead their innocence? No, so, and, no, no, you know, no, no. So yeah, you He's going to get, you know, good behavior. No, 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 no. So so the sighting doesn't happen on the side of the field. So say for speed of play, there's a high tackle, orange card. But then while he's off the field and the game's carried on, the... the Commissioner will decide whether he's going to leave it at orange status or push it to red. official can check it Uh, if it's orange. So essentially it's like a HIA, but for for the tackler. Why not just just make that a default service for every yellow card? Yeah. That's also the sense. Yeah, because, you know, if you, if it takes you 15 minutes, if you can do something in 15 minutes, you can do it in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the ref can just be like, look, we know there's That's a problem here. That's what I then, <laughs> you, you know, Sorry. you know that the incident is part of balls. You just throw out the card and then the commissioner can decide <laughs> whether Sorry. it's yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have derailed. No, that, that was a slow burner. <laughs> I don't know. I just That's think it's a bit gimmicky. Like, I, I don't see... I mean, first of all, it's not going to achieve the intended result. It's not going to make people tackle better. Um, yeah. Like, if the uh, existing apparent, rules don't apparently, do that. Apparently, it's somehow COVID-related. 
Um, what? Would that high tackles are more I'm likely to risk transmission of uh, coronavirus? Yeah, because oh, high, tackles, high tackles obviously transmit the virus quite easily because you're face-to-face. So if you're, tackling, head, yeah. if you're tackling low, but no, but I, I, you're away from their face, so it's safe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you have... Social distancing tackling. Uh, I disagree. Only. I think I think Owen Farrell's been showing people the proper way to sneeze for the, like the last three years. The proper way to tackle, you mean? Safe, safe social distancing. No, proper way to sneeze it, into someone else's shoulder. Uh-huh. No, but also if you if you if you hit the player <laughs> Wait, directly to someone else's it, shoulder, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Well, you don't <laughs> on your own shoulder. Yeah, no, that's what if you <laughs> No, but if you if you hit the player perfectly in the neck, technically they can't breathe, so they can't spread corona. Yes, but then, um, yeah, Ben. Owen Farrell's a hero, quite frankly. Yeah. I don't know that we need to be taking this stance on our podcast, that Owen Farrell's a hero. <laughs> God, we take a real, <laughs> a real heel turn. I, mean, I feel like you guys flirt with controversy often enough. This is, funny. This is, this is one, one step too far, Ben. <laughs> no. Well, this is how we lose the People are on the edge of anger already. They're looking for something to burn down. Yeah. <laughs> the ready. We could be that thing. Yeah, fuck, what? Like, people are angry at the moment, eh? People being angry. Fuck, I lo- Ben, I love No, that. no, That's no, like, like not, statement you're not. It seems like what, what's going on in America is completely, completely justified. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of anger in the world. Yeah. I mean... What happened when they have to spend eight weeks with their wives in a row, I suppose. <laughs> and husbands. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Mm. Yeah, fuck, I would hate to spend... It. Hate to spend eight weeks with my, with myself. <laughs> did, did Joe just walk in when that happened? I feel like you were. I feel like that sentence is going to end differently for a while. Yeah, like for a second, <laughs> I walked in. She's like, what? Okay. Okay. No, anyway, I think Joe. Um, I think like Joe's headphones on. Yeah, I think before yeah. we turn um, on, before I turn orange card's on, a bad idea. Yeah, before I turn on all the like little, what felt like really tit-for-tat news in SA. I'm just going to say that Major League Rugby has announced that they have a new team in LA playing out of Venice Beach and they're called the LA Giltinis. So their second team named after a cocktail. Good. Stay okay. classy. Yeah. Apparently yeah. both of those teams are owned by like some Australian rugby conglomerate. That doesn't surprise me at all. Which is why are they naming them out of cocktails then? I don't know, but it's like a marketing. It's like a weird marketing. Maybe it's thing. like maybe it's part of their deep cover. But also, how like everyone would expect an Australian to name it after beer, so they they're trying to pretend to be like they're trying to blend in. Uh, but also, how are Australians doing it when they could be trying to save their home rugby league instead of essentially sponsoring and owning two teams in America? Is a bit of a different. Yeah. Maybe they own five teams in Australia for, already. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Western Force is back. I don't know if... Did we mention... We mentioned that last week, hey? Uh, I wasn't here. Did we? Someone mm-hmm. should tell Pick Cowan. He'll be stoked. Yeah, he's... Pick a who? Pick Cowan. Oh. And... Pick a what? And Brachy. <laughs> do you think Brachy's going to get a run on in the Australian Super Rugby League? Fucking everyone's going to get a run on, dude. <laughs> is Brachy still in Australia? He's in America, isn't he? Isn't, isn't he the American captain at the moment? Oh, Jesus. Well, he's been playing for America's national team for a while, but I don't know if he's playing M- MLR or if he's... Uh, I thought he was still with the Western Force. Yeah. I, I mean, think still... I don't know if anyone was still with the Western Force, but sure enough. No, but they... they apparently, like, they, they, like, now that they're back in, like, the news cycle because they 
Australian rugby union's on its knees, basically. Yeah. Um, like they've been going out about like, oh, you know, we're fresh off the back of our successful like rugby. They 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 apparently started some little competition, like just for themselves. In that half of like yes. Australia. Yeah, and like apparently it was a, a complete success. I, I, this is the first I've heard of it. I mean, they beat everyone that they played, but they played yeah. nobody. Yeah. I don't know who played, but like anyway, so like they, like they are convinced that they've, like that they've won the breakup. Which is, I mean, good on them. Good on them. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily know that they're wrong, considering like how kind of bad things have gotten in Super Rugby since they left. I mean, not because they left. Like, I think we've just we thought that ditching the Kings, the Cheetahs, and the Force would like the dead weight yeah. would give us like a bit of trajectory. But <laughs> all we did was continue the death spiral. I mean, it was a step. I think it was a step in the right direction. I, I think it was the right was idea. Now that it was when we were on eighteen. So in terms of the product, maybe, better. but in terms of in terms of like rugby union in Australia generally and like the financial model, I think it, it's just continued on the path that it was on before, like ditching them. Oh, it, was yeah. too, it was too little, too late. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, the, the Super 18 was like a one-way trip, basically, no matter think, what we well, did after I mean, that, to, I think that some of the, the benefits were to try and concentrate players in, in, in over a few number of teams, and that definitely happened. I mean, all of the top force players were then distributed you know, between the Australian yeah. teams and just like here, you know, the, the other four franchises in South Africa, you know, just cannibalized what the they Kings. wanted from the Kings. So, so, so that was, you know, the goal of it was to try and concentrate the resources over fewer franchises and that definitely yeah. was achieved. And also the competition, the Super 15 is better as a product than Super 18. But as so you said, think, it was probably a little bit too little too late to re-engage yeah. fans and stuff like that. Um, I think it worked in Australia. Like so, the the rebels definitely like the rebels are basically what the force used to be. Like if you look at the rebels yeah. lineup now, like yeah, the rebels all like the Matt, so like Matt Phillip and like Dan Hellett Petty and Reese Hodge. Like, wait, was Reese Hodge at force? I can't remember. I think he was always always a rebel. I think he was a rebel. Yeah, but like a lot, like so many of the of the rebels, like I think we all, we always knew that like between the rebels and the force, they could only put one decent team together. So it was the right yeah. move for them. I think South Africa actually like dropped the ball big time on cannibalizing the the kings and the cheetahs. I don't think we got like enough good players out of them at all. Like as for for my money, we got uh, Makizolo Pimpi. No, but no, technically not because he went to the cheetahs first. Yeah, but then I mean he took the long way around. He took the long way around, but so like it took us it took SA two years to get Mapimpi technically into Super. Yeah, yeah, but I, I feel I feel the cheetahs and the kings are still holding out Super Rugby quality players, and they must Definitely. give them up. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you know, they're not in Pro 14, so like they need every every guy they can get. But, but apparently, no. Uh, I suppose that, that's that's also now. Yeah. But anyway, like I just think like we as like South Africa, we could have put together like four better teams in total if we'd actually cannibalized them properly. Mm. You know, like like we would have done in our fantasy drafts. But yeah, yeah I don't know. But in terms of like between the, the relationship between Western Force and, and Australia, Rugby Australia, like now, it, I don't think we, like they can necessarily say that they're better off without them, which is why they now got back to them like on their knees being like, oh, please invest and join us and bring your fans for this tiny little shitty competition. Please. And I mean, I don't know if you guys have covered the fact that the Sunwolves are now confirmed out. Yeah, we, that. we, we, we did a nice eulogy. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I think there's a link. So I, I don't know. Like, yeah. 
Okay, sorry. I won't, I won't rehash. No, no, go for it. Just, you, you can just, say what well, you Well, just, just to say that, like, there's a lot of money tied to Western, Western, Western Force. And, like, word on the street was that their reintroduction to Australian rugby, even though no one knows what that means long, in the long run, has, like, a lot of strings attached. And tied, like, tr- looping back to the fact that today it was announced that the Sunwolves won't be participating, whereas previously Japan was kind of seen as the cash cow. It makes me wonder what deals have been struck regarding Western Force's involvement in Super Rugby going forward. Yeah. So wait, 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 wait. So they might put them in proper Super Rugby now? No, no this is just speculation. No, like, well, I mean, there's speculation. I'm just, I'm just joining the dots. speculation as well, as well that we're going to leave Super Rugby for like a pro 18 in the next two to three years. And then that's going to yeah. see the Kings no, falling out of pro off. 14 as well. I, I, I don't want to play with. Uh, like Scotland and Italy and shit. They must... I don't think they want us. No, they don't. Like... I mean, it's it's so much. It's such a logistical nightmare to try and squeeze our four teams in and then drop one of the teams because they're going to have to drop either the Cheetahs or the Kings as well. And we all know what, what that how that conversation ends. Yeah. Benetton well, goes. <laughs> yeah, get rid of Zebra. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I just don't think the North are that interested in us, to be honest. Like, they've tried out with the Kings and the Cheetahs. They're like, eh. You know, they did it as a favor. No, well, they, they, they got what they wanted. They, the Kings and the Cheetahs appeared. They took half their players, took their team, and then, yeah. like, left the ones they did like. And then they yeah, sent Clayton for Mickey's back. Yeah, one season realizing it was a terrible idea. Somehow with a worse hairstyle than he had with Lewis. <laughs> yeah, they got buyer's remorse on Clayton Blomakis, but yeah, they, they managed to get a refund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I think it's a bad idea. But uh, I don't, sorry, I, I can't even remember how we started this. No, sorry, no. guys, I'm very sleep deprived at the moment. No stress. Uh, it, uh, it makes oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, in case no one noticed, Ant appeared. Ant, are you still here? Yes. Did you guys not welcome Ant? No, he, no sorry, and, he just and, sort of and, dove and, on. Ant just hit the ground running. Like, his volume was super high as well. Like, it was like an attack on me. And... <laughs> okay. No attack was intended, I promise. <laughs> okay, let's oh, see. Oh, sure. I've heard that one before in a civilization. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and also, I saw the amount of booze you bought today. Like, I'm worried you're just getting drunk and coming to abuse us. Yeah. Ant's coming in hot. Yeah. <laughs> so no, let's no, no. see. Only, only Should we start with the Sharks or with the Stormers? Uh, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Just the last bit of news. The last bit of news of how sad everyone is to be uh, working where they are right now in, in this SA franchises. Uh, well, let's go the Sharks. The Sharks. Okay. okay. First one. So AJ Fenter finally won his battle and he's apparently allowed to be playing right. for the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Done. What? <laughs> that, that was that's a twenty year old story, isn't it? No, I don't know. AJ Fenter. What? I'm just sorry. Oh, man. Is that from like, the year two thousand? Yeah, I I'm just I'm just clicking on headline. <laughs> sorry. More relevant. Oh God, we're this. I thought it was Can weird, we... and I was like, oh, but whatever, I'll just read the headline and not pull an Adam and read the article out loud. Yeah, but you should at least read the article to begin with. No, no, that's... That, 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 Guys, it's, it's, not, it's not too late for us to pull the plug on this episode and start again. Have we started, it's been, Alex? It's been a disaster from minute one. I feel like it's one of our strongest episodes uh, at this rate. 
<laughs> like spoken... I forgot everything I ever did about <laughs> in this the movie. canon. In the canon, it's gonna be it's gonna be discussed. Adam made a terrible cameo appearance. Ant wasn't greeted properly at the door. Man, and Matt started reading out news stories from 20 years ago. <laughs> it was just because I just pulled it out of the chat. I don't know why I pulled it out of the chat. Put this in the chat. Phil put it there to to contextualize um, oh, what Dina Simulani's con- yeah. contract battle the lions. It was just a loose <laughs> link. There was no like there was no text with it. I was just like okay, link, 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 and I've just. No, it's, it's because I, I was because I was saying. I was saying that I felt like contract negotiations were messier now uh, than like they used to be. And like it used to be so simple in the good old days with like players would just move. And then he put that there to prove me wrong by showing me that like AJ Fenter 20 years ago had a contractual battle with the Lions. And who knew that it would only make the news in the year 2020 via Elite Rugby Banter? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past SA Rugby Mag to pick this up and run with it. Can I just say, good on IOL for still having a 20-year-old fucking article up. That's true. I, mean, Yo, that's, that's that's good. I was just surprised. I thought James Fenton was suddenly in a... Because he also moved from the Lions. So I was like, when was he in the news about yeah. like, contracting issues? Staying under a cloud this whole time. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Is he Other related Sharks to news. I think so. Other Sharks Plans news. Now that we've got Ant, Ant, you'll enjoy this one. And you can say, mm-hmm. uh, Bosch apparently had thoughts of leaving Sharks during the Dupria tenure. I can't be a I mean, I think we all could tell in his body language how grumpy he was when he was, you know, benching, playing fullback behind Rob Dupria. Like, despite Alex and I still attested that he should be a fullback, but uh, the man's Twitter handle has a 10 in it, so that's, that's where he wants to play. <laughs> I, mean, I, I yeah. love it with. I love it when a player's Twitter handle has a has a position in it they don't play. I know Ruan Cornbrink's Twitter handle is like Ruan Cornbrink 15. Isn't... Who's that Australian? Australian? There's an Australian with 10, isn't there? There's an Australian with 10 in his, isn't there? I mean, there's got to be lots of them. Mm. Reese Hodge, God, I can't... Like, Reese Hodge surely can't be... No. No, it's one like, of those. Could, could claim almost any number except for ten. It's one of those young cats. Play ten for the wallet. <laughs> yeah, but he's, it was shit. No, it's one of those new <laughs> ones. That, that is also true. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hmm. It's not Will Harrison. I can't remember. Lucky. It'll come to me when I look it up. Okay. Yeah, is it, so, AJ, is it, that's is not it the same as coming to you. Is that, it, that's you looking is it, it up. It, is, it, is it AJ Fenter? Could be. Could be. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. AJ Fenton AJ Fenton twenty one for every year out of date that Matt's loses. That, that, I'm drafting him next year, story, guys. Just watch. That story was that story was older than Twitter. It was older than at handle. Yeah, I'm drafting him next year. I'm just saying, he's relevant. Oh, I can't wait for. Can't wait for next year when when Matt starts telling us about camp, camp style drought. <laughs> oh fuck! You guys are never, never going to believe what happened this weekend. Matt, you're drawing a lot of the fire that normally goes to Adam this week. And I appreciate, I appreciate it because he's got, he's got. Oh look, Alex, I think you missed. Oh no, Ant, you missed the part where Adam joined us and then had to leave because his wife just placed the baby monitor in front of him wordlessly. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. 
That's suicide. That's so. I feel, like, I feel like that's such like, a power move like, from from Natalie. Just dunk. No, 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 but I, I, I also don't get Adam's like dynamic because he's like the other. We wanted him to do something. He's like, sorry guys, I can't. The baby's sleeping, and I have to like watch the baby sleep. Is that a thing? Because I never watch my baby sleep. I just let it sleep and go. Uh, it's, away. I'm doing that yeah, at the moment. Yeah, so at the moment, like, um, ours will only, like, during the daytime, he'll only sleep for 30, for 30 minutes at the most. Oh, shit, yeah. But, like, he, the only way we can get him to fall asleep is you give him a dummy. So it's like a boob surrogate, right? Yeah. Um, and then, like, a blanket that he, like, nuzzles into his face. But he, like, he basically, like, suffocates himself with his blanket. And he'll only fall asleep if he's, like, like asphyxiated or something. <laughs> so basically, he blacks out, and then I don't know what later, it is like. So, but then like you, you'll put him down, and you'll just like have this blanket over his face, and you're like, I can't leave this baby like this. So you have to sit there, like making sure that the, uh, like, you're just, uh, just, sure just like watching, like, watching to see if the if the blanket sort of slightly moves, and like that the, there's still breath coming out of him, and then just just when you start to think, okay, he's he's probably fine, then he wakes up. Yeah. So I still do have to watch the baby. But if you're doing it via like a baby cam, I feel like you can do other things yeah. at that time as well. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, anyway, okay. what's the next piece of news? Okay, so I have checked. This is a 2020 article. Tim Swill. Okay. You see, see, there, there, there was a reason to check this one. Tim Swill is apparently on his way back to Western Province. Sounds like a 2010 article. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I made sure. I made sure. This one does say 2020. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like four days ago. Yeah. It was last month. It was in May still, the announcements. But yeah, so he's apparently coming back. So now... Good. I like... I mean, I, I like that call. So that that's good for Promise, because that means Willems is going to hopefully stay in 15 then. Yeah. What's the point of Khalad's moving then? Oh, God. No, no, no. So I don't think... I don't think... Um... I don't think Swill's going to start. You think Swill's um, going to go? Swill's going to be the replacement for Jean-Luc Duplessis. Okay. So they, they've said, they've, they've reiterated enough times in the media that Damien Willems is going to play 10. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's... And I, I like, there's Damien no way... Like, there's no way... There's no way... There's no way... The box at the Sharks and that, you know, they've got... Yeah. They're expecting Bosch and Fassi to go to the box for a fair amount of time. So that's what the box is going to get his game time. It will probably be similar... Yeah. Kalant and Willie will both go to the box for a fair chunk of time, so then Swill will get his game time. Yeah. Also, just to be clear, like um, he hasn't. We don't know that he's been contracted by Stormers yet. Oh yes. Yeah. That's very, very like, he's just, just coming back. He's like he's playing. Uh, he's returning to the Stormers through the club system or something they've said. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that how? I mean, Hilton um, Lobbers was. Played in a couple of warm-up games for Province this year through the club system. And then, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard of him since then. Uh, well, Hilton yeah. Lovers must be kind of AJ Fenter's age at this point. Uh, I think he's still relatively young because he made his debut when he was like 19 or 20 or something. And that was like, what, late 2000s? He's probably still only like you know, 33 or 34 or something. Hilton Lovers? Yeah. Uh, surely not. Surely, surely he's like pushing... Oh, I'm Googling him now. He's 33. It's 33. Yeah, 33. Jesus, he, look, he looks like he's about 50. I say he, Dave Bond, no, he's going to be he's 34, like in 10 days. He's 86. Okay. Well, but still, I mean, that's Dwayne's age. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. So so ne- by the time we record next, Hilton Roberts is going to have turned 
Happy birthday, Hilton Lovitz. No, no. I, I have his birthday at the 11th of June. So we won't. Oh, we won't be able to record next yeah, we'll make it. Yeah. Still next, next, currently still contracted for the Pumas. I feel well, that's a level. He's still plays for them, doesn't he? Yeah, his current team. Yeah, he's currently contracted for them, according to Wiki. Yeah. And I'm assuming whoever people, keeps people his people who Google people, people who Google Chilton Lobbit also apparently Google Jimmy Stonehouse. Kabamba flaws and Joe Applin. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I don't really know Geo Aplon, but okay, guys, um, what's the what's the next segment of this podcast? Because we are going off the rails. <laughs> um, last one. So, uh, last bit of news. Lions really, really, really want to keep. Oh, Mark oh, just wait, wait. Do do you know Tim Sweel is England qualified? Yes, that's why he yes, moved. That's it. why he didn't play under twenties. He deliberately oh, he said no to the S under 20 so he could say eligible because that was when they were our designated oh, second the, team. The B team. Uh, yeah, so he was like, I don't want to play S under 20s because I want to keep my options open for England. That turned out well. <laughs> it didn't turn out badly. I mean, he still had a career. Though. Yeah, he had a long hey, He got career. shunted around. He, like, he got loaned out a lot because he wasn't ever going to get game time at his primary club. So he never really held down a starting position from what I understand. Oh, wow. You've got to kind of push from one club to another because they're like, we don't need you. Can you go there? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I, he's a good player to have. He's a good player to have back, but I'm not. Oh, he's, he's a solid player. Yeah. Um, I just think there was a lot of promise about him as a schoolboy. Then it's kind of his career is kind of delivered, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Ain't that always how it goes? Okay. Yeah. So again, Lions yeah. really want really want marks, and apparently they really wanted Galant. And Galante offering a very lucrative offer, apparently, but he decided no thank you and would prefer to go to the Stormers. Last two bits of news. Cool. And yeah. Thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, thanks, Mark. And I mean, yeah, tying in with how hard they are to fight to keep Similani, I mean, it must be fun being a Lions player right now. They must be a very positive camp. Yeah, it doesn't seem. Well, do they even have a coach at the moment? Ivan van Rooyen is still there, I suppose. But I mean, I, I wish I wish teams pillaged the cheaters the way they pillaged the lions. Yeah, um, agreed. So there's no, that's not controversial. Yeah. You don't have any any cheater supporters here, so Phil's um, no. will be angry in like three days' yeah. time when he listens to that. If like, he yeah, the lions are, are very much in a rebuilding phase. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay. All right. What's next? That's it for news, so now we can move on to our much lauded positional 15s. I think this mm-hmm. is the meat and potatoes of what everyone's listening to us for. <laughs> so it's actually, it's actually good that Ant's here, because he hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, so this, yeah, yeah. So, so, and we can get a good reaction. Yeah, yeah. get a live, live so reaction from Ant. This week is the center's turn, or the center's take center stage. Ooh. Fuck, I missed that line. Quite God damn it, Matt. So yeah, yeah, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get Adam to edit that out. Just, do you want to try it again? Yeah, uh, so this week, taking center stage will be the centers. Ah, oh, nice one, Matt. Oh, Matt that's a good, good, eh? That's yeah. a good one, actually. Very good segue. I don't see it coming. Um, so, uh, let's see. Who wants to... Alex, do you want to do the list? Or... Should, I, should, I go, should I go from the top? All right, yeah, so... Yeah, go from the top. First of all, we, we try, skip we over try to keep it pretty... Okay. We, we try to keep it pretty... Um, pretty modern so we originally had guys like 
Johnny Kerber and Grant Fox. Uh, like Grant Fox and and then we decided to take them out because it was boring. So number one, lucid prop, money to luggy. Um, you know, tips of scales at one ten. So obviously pretty small for a, a prop, but pretty big for a center. I, you know, I think we have been dropping hints about the Tui Lange family because then we have Billy at loose head as well. Billy, oh, not, uh, not Billy. Uh, uh, Billy Puller. No, no, sorry. No, no. Oh, we, haven't any, we haven't. We haven't put any Tui Langis in any team, have we? No. No. no okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. But I, I'm gonna punt. I'm gonna punt for Alessana Tui Lange for the wing 15. Oh yeah. Oh, no also doubt he's, he's a prop for the week 15. Yeah, yeah well, uh, uh, scrumming down opposite to Kopi Kepu. I honestly think the wing 15 might not look... I think it might actually have more sort of diversity than the center 15. Yeah, I think our 8th man 1 was there. I think our 8th man 1 had the most traditional spread. But let's carry on first. Let's finish this first. Yeah, so, all right. So joining Manu Tulagi in the front row, uh, Nani Lamapi at hooker. So, I would nice. I would say I, I like Lamapi and Hooker, but I would say Rohan Janssen van Rensburg could also be considered there. But I think Lamapi is best. Lamapi yeah. has a nice and, like square for Ro- a hooker, like a traditional. Ro- Ro- Rohan has very great thighs for a hooker. He does. The thing is, like, like Rohan Janssen van Rensburg's probably got better dimensions for it. Like mm. he's he tips he's he's almost at like 110 kgs, and Lamapi is actually not that heavy, but he plays yeah, heavy. He's just a cute. Yeah. And he's a but, good but there's also remember yeah. Clayton from the Facebook group always talks about Ryan Janssen van Rensburg's like return to play speed. Mm. That basically once he's on the floor, he takes like a minute to get up. Yeah. That's not good. Which, hooker. which, which mm. you can kind of cover as a hooker, as a center, but as a hooker, you can't because yeah. you know you yeah, need to get that's, up. That's a You're always on the floor man. as a hooker. That's like where you live. <laughs> can you confirm? <laughs> Pretty much. Good one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, then tight head prop is a, a bit of a gimme. It's Machu Busterid. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It was always, yeah. So we not eighth man. No, not eighth man. No. <laughs> um, then the second row, I've currently got Jamie Roberts and Andre Esterhazy. Yes. So it's I mean, good, you're not going to find that we, mentioned, that we mentioned Jamie Roberts, the the darling of the pod. Yeah, it's been a yeah. minute. Has been a minute. Um, did you know he's a qualified doctor? Oh really? What? Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard he was helping out the NHS. Oh really? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. What a good oak. He is a good oak. Um, so both of them over one nine meters tall, which is pretty much the best you can do. Which is our like prerequisite at least at this point for locks in these things is are they tall? Yes. Okay, fuck, put them in. Yeah. Did we use Jordy Barrett already? What 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 position remember. is Jordy Barrett? I think at this rate he's, him, he's gonna be stuck in the fullback him. fifteen at this rate because I don't think we use yeah. him yet. But 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 I mean is he he's he's a wing, isn't he really? I consider him a wing. Yeah, but can... yeah. I think I he's know. actually a center. He's just Stuck in the outside backs at the moment because the hurricanes are stacked at center. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is like like Bustero is actually a prop, but for some reason he's stuck at center. <laughs> so it's the same. It's the same logic, but we play him as a center. That's why there's a difference and put him at eighth man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, just simple simple maths. Both over one nine meters tall. Got a bit of bulk. Robbins, Esther Hazen, solid. Then um, number six, we originally had 
Uh, well, we were Ron Fox. Well, we were just Ron Fox, but then we, we, we scratched took him. Ron Fox and put DDA. We put in DDA. And then Adam um, endorsed DDA. And then Adam endorsed yeah. DDA, so we immediately had to backtrack. <laughs> and we then settled on Brian Lima for the, car, the chiropractor. chiropractor. I don't know what his ability on the ground will be like, but he'll tackle the shit out of anything. Yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah he'll be, be like a scout doing a type 6. Yeah. Like He'd be nuts, like... Can you imagine? And like, even just as a fetcher, like I, I wouldn't trust him to not come up use. with an arm. Yeah, exactly. Like he'd come up with something. It might not be the ball, but yeah, it, but it would, I, it would be someone's to... ball. Someone's shoulder. Uh, obviously, obviously yeah. it's like it's like highlights bias, but I don't think I've ever seen Brian Lima with the ball. I, I think I've seen it once. In one I mean, highlight reel, he scored like, a try. Yeah, in one. Samoa, Samoa don't really sort of prioritize position. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, all right, moving on. Then blindside flank, we have Jean de Villiers. Just a stocky guy. Like he's, I feel like he's got the frame for it. Like he's 1'9", 103 kgs. Bit light, obviously, for a proper blindside, but for a center's blindside. Is he I don't not, know. Maybe he... just a little too silky for... Mm. Uh, he's hard, though, as well. He is hard. But could... Yeah, I suppose. Yo, no, no. I think he no, could pull no, it I suppose there is space for finesse in the loose sports. Okay. Then, uh, eighth man, speaking of finesse, uh, Ma Nani. Ooh, I like that. I think I it's like a that. very good pick. I think it's do, one do, of the do, you know what I, do you know what I like about that is if you're the other eighth man and you just see Maha's head pop up, that's big intimidation factor. Yeah. So this is obviously yeah, eyeliner Ma Nani era. Eyeliner era and Ma Nani, eh? Yeah, yeah, this is it's like full on madman one on you. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, all right, so that's the least chair. Then halfback, uh, scrum off Matt Gitter. Uh, throwing he's back. A, to he's Britain. another one. Is he? Is he a center? Yeah. I consider him a twelve. Yeah, I think that's his best position. Mm. Yeah, um, but throwing back to rugby eight when I think you could play him as a center, or was it rugby seven? Rugby eight, you play him at nine. Yeah. Yeah. And he played play, play again. Uh, scrum off, I mean. Yeah. Um, and then in number 10, we got Conrad Smith. You've got to have the snake. And, I mean, he's just too good, right? You can't leave him out. But he doesn't quite have the athleticism to play anywhere else. Like, he's, he's too slow to be an outside Ooh, back. I, 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 think, I think he could play fullback. He could play fullback. That was like yeah, so. You'll see. Fullback. You'll see when we get to yeah, fullback. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would say on this team, the fullback and the flyoff are very interchangeable. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to skip centers. Then the so left wing Jesse Krill. We could have gone full cheese and played him at fullback, but I couldn't really think of many quicker centers. No, I think I prefer Jesse. him on a wing to a fullback. I prefer him. Yeah, yeah. So I, I put him at eleven. Also, like he was. He always likes to play in outside channels, yeah. even when he's playing fullback. Like, this center. feels natural for him to be playing. Either. Yeah. Uh, right wing, Tano Umaga. Did play, he did play a bit of wing in his time, so it's it's tough yeah. with backs because they, they do move around more yeah. so than forwards. Yeah. But we went with Tano Umaga, who's obviously a world-class center in his time. Went, went for him at wing. And then fullback is Brian O'Driscoll, who I still think is Classy. Top, Classy. top three top three centers of all time. Yeah. Just out of interest, Nani. Top five. Both of all time. Even though he's never played there. Sorry? 
I don't know if I rate Nonu as a top three all time. Really? Yeah. I just think he's. I think closing like 2050 Nonu once he developed his kicking and passing game to the level it was. Mm. Do you but know? I, read, I, I actually think Conrad Smith was better than my Nonu. Stunned silence. <laughs> Controversial. Oh, no, but they they like talking cheese though. Yeah, yeah that's like, like a preference thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Smith is honestly just my favorite, my favorite regular player. Do you know who I? Do you know who's a glaring omission from the side, and I think could even contest Tana for the fourteen jersey as Jacques Ferry. I mean, he played yeah. a lot of wing as well. I as did as think about that. I did think about Jacques Ferry. Yeah. Well, we could put him in if you guys want. I'm not going to complain. No, well, um, they still make the team too South African, but I. Yeah. yeah. Drop my phone. I might have woken up the baby. Um, then, okay, centers. So 13, we've got Brian Habana. Because we felt like we wouldn't be able to fit him into any of the other 15s. Like yeah. the wing 15, we wouldn't have a place for him anywhere other than wing. And yeah, we need a center. Off, we got a scrum half for the wing 15. We got a scrum half for the wings. Um, and then number 12, we pulled a bit of a sneaky on this one. And we've gone with Raboni Warren Vosayathor from the Sunwolves. <laughs> because he actually played some sense of the Sunwolves. Proven record. That's not a yeah. distributing 10-12-13 no. <laughs> I don't think the Wings are going to get the ball in that. Do you know what you are? Considering, considering, no, Conrad Smith can distribute if he chooses to. I don't think, yeah. yeah. Think he he's, not, he's not a primary distributor, he's like a finishing distributor. I, okay, think, I, think the, I think the bigger problem is that like our backline won't see the ball at all because our forwards are just going to hog it. Like every ruck, is yeah, gonna, no, this, this is just going to be pick yeah, and go between Nanu and yeah. the Villiers. It's just going to be like, pick if and you goes. think if you think Nanu's leading the scrum, Lamapi loves the ball. Lamapi loves the ball. He does, yeah. And the ball loves Lamapi. No. All right. Well, there you go, guys. So number one, uh, Manitou Lucky. Number two, Nani Lamapi. Number three, Matthew Busterud. Numbers four and five, Jamie Roberts and Andre Esterhazen. Number six, Brian Lima. Number seven, what did we decide? Jean de Villiers. Jean de Villiers. Mm. Number eight, Manonu. Nine, Matt Gitto. Ten, Conrad Smith. Eleven, Jesse Creel. Twelve, Raponi Warren Vosiatho. Thirteen, Brian Banner. Fourteen, Jacques Free. Slash Tano Mugger. Say with Tano. Right. Uh, and then 15, Brian O'Driscoll. So there you go. Cool. That's I it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that well. I thought this entity would be better, to be honest. Mm, mm, I, don't know. I was I had higher hopes for them before before hearing it out. I mean, I can't argue with yeah. any of this. Yeah, like, you can't say that this, Just no glaring emissions. I'm sure we're going to get at least one person telling us we fucked up, but it's okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, they they better than the scrum off team and the fly off team. Yeah, and and the hooker team. Yeah. No, the hooker team's pretty pretty. The hooker team was fairly soft. Yeah, I no, think the hooker team's pretty good. I think Ben will agree with me. Top two teams are still lock and prop. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that. Is but I'm actually I actually think the wing team could turn out pretty. The wing team could good. be an interesting team because there's such a. Because I thought the centers would make a better spread of like body type, traditional body types in each position, but mm. it's not. They're still well, fairly yeah, same. Because they have three. I feel the front row is three very good candidates. Yeah. But pretty much everything else is a bit samey. Yeah, from there it's just uh-huh. homogenized all the way back to fifteen, from like no. four to fifteen. Yeah. 
do you think, it is what it is. Do you think, do you think we'd be better off if we swapped? Well, if we got rid of Jean de Villiers, we put Tarno Manga there and then put Jacques Free at 14. So we drop Jean altogether? Do you think that'll strengthen the team? Maybe. I think Tarno probably makes a better seven than Jean. Mm. He's a bit. I mean, we, we our lineout would struggle. Because, like, Manon is quite a short eighth man. Yeah. yeah. Especially against the locks. It's yeah. okay. We're just doing two ball anyway. It's fine. I think <laughs> everyone's going to struggle in the lineups against the lock 15, to be honest. No, I, I, I reckon, I <laughs> reckon I mean, they'll, they'll do all right. They'll steal some balls off the props. And the, the, yeah, I think the, the lock. But who are the lock 15 locks? Oh god! Um, it's better because they've got locks at loose for. It was those Joanne Smith and wasn't it Jordy? No, it wasn't. Was it Jordy? Are we saving Jordy? Who's the lock oh. fifteen hooker? Uh, That's a tough one. Ben, oh ben, where did you have the list saved? It was recorded. No, no, we might, we, we must have made one. We must have had a hooker. Uh, um, I mean, it is a fifteen. It's not a fourteen. Yeah. Wait, did I type? No, Skelton. Skelton was. I think Skelton was Skelton. one of the one. Skelton was at loose. Skelton was lucid. Then um, Larue Ritz. Yeah, I think Ritz was. Uh, I think it was Martin Johnson. It was Martin. Yeah, Johnson. Martin Johnson. Mm. And That's a good one. Lux with yeah. John Smith. Well done, us. Him and a. Yeah, because so, so they're all right. Yeah, I feel like the lock 15 is going to kick everyone's ass. The lock 15 is a decent 15. I mean... Mm. It is actually... Okay. Chaps, are we done? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, there yeah. we go. I think you've... I like the symmetry there. Asking if we finished it the, the, just the way we started. <laughs> so, everyone, thank you. Do we now have to talk for another 15 minutes to yeah. balance so, it out? So, so, so this is the end now. We finished it. Yeah, we finished it. Thank you, everyone, okay, for listening. And, yeah, we're glad you got all this way. And we'll see you next time with more news and another 15. <laughs> oh, no, no. We can, we can, we can talk up about the... Oh, shit. Super the rugby. Yes. But also, yeah. like, let's, let's not... Let's not... Let's not sell ourselves short. Like, they don't know what we're going to come up with next week. I might, no, we I like, might try to get might an article be. older than 2000. I'm going to pull out something <laughs> from the 90s. We don't, we don't have to... We don't have to like, on Colin Needs. Like, we don't have to subscribe to this, this like, format that we've set for ourselves. We don't have to do news and a novelty 15 if we don't want to, okay? We could do anything. I feel like, the, the I feel like our positional 15s aren't novelty. They're very real exercise. <laughs> Yo... Fools in the background trying to work out the stats behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Phil is doing shit. I appreciate the one of my neighbors has just started playing Crazy Town. Okay. Butterfly. Well, so. I need to go and see if the baby's awake, and then I'm going to eat the rest of that Woolies chicken I bought earlier. Enjoy. You all about this Woolies chicken, Alex. Like, like you're just winning your battles one at a time. Like, I feel first I'm... you had that. Wanted bagels. You wanted bagels, and the bagel yep. place opened. Then you wanted a Woolies chicken. One, like, you know, you're just putting up positive. And then you also you bloody took Warwick Holland for the Stormers. Like right. you just put up, you just put up positive thoughts into the world, and it rewards you. It's great. I feel like yeah. the Woolies chicken was cruelly taken from you though, because they they were selling it at the start of lockdown, and they were told they're not yeah. allowed to. Like just that out was... of the blue, like no. 
take these away. You're not allowed to anymore. That was a weird one. The regulations were a bit weird on that one. I did miss the Woody's chicken, guys. I'll be honest, because I've been doing all the cooking, which uh, I normally do anyway. Well, not all the cooking. I normally do most of the cooking, but it's fine. I, I like cooking, but yeah. it is like a bit of a chore. And like every now and again, you really do just want to be like, fuck it. I'm just going to go buy a cooked chicken yeah. for dinner. Um, so I'm glad to have it back. Um, but um, I'm also getting my my uh, my beef delivered on Wednesday, so I'm oh, really excited. Yeah. Shit, nice. So that's my next win, Ben. Unfortunately, I didn't get Similani. That was the biggest positive vibe I put out, and the least the least successful oh, one. Um, no, well, what, technically what you did, but just what, like what, some what lawyer. Beef just... you having delivered? I always like to hear about a meat delivery. It's so. uh, free range grass fed beef. Um, it's like this farm. I don't even, I don't even know where it is actually. I think I heard about it on social media somehow. Nice. But these guys basically deliver like the email once a week or whatever, or it's it's not a regular thing. So like they basically just email everyone when they have um like when they're planning to slaughter. And they just send around like the cuts of meat that they're gonna have and you just email them and order what whatever you want and then they weigh everything and send you like a final invoice. You EFT them and then like the next day someone pitches up at your door with a box full of meat. Nice. Um, awesome. And it's fucking good. We're getting, we normally get um, burger patties and it's like super, it's super fatty, which is amazing for burgers. Um, and just really, really high quality beef. So really nice for bagel burgers to go with the bagels for the bagel shop that I imagined into reopening. And um, we're getting just like some mints and, um, and brevos, like just to have on the bry. And then I got some bones, some stock bones. Stock bones are like 30 rand for a kg, which is not too bad. No, but it makes no. really, really good stock. And then I'm going to use the stock to make uh, beef short rib stew this weekend because I'm also getting beef oh, short no. rib from. Dope. So that's like normally, normally we like we get the staples like the beef, like the, I mean like the mince and the the patties and the boss. Yeah. And then I'll treat myself to like one nice cut. So like last time we got um, beef shin and made a really nice beef shin stew. And this time we're getting short rib. We're going to make a nice short rib stew. But like I the prices are pretty like, good actually. So gone like somewhere like, cooked short rib like on a fire, just like low and slow on this upright on the side mm -hmm. of the fire. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. So I'll, I'll, Matt, I'll send you the. Send you, I'll send you an ant the price list if you guys want to look at it. But it's not too bad. It's like 125 rand a kg for that like, short rib. That's not bad. Not too bad. And like the patties are um, also 125 rand a kg. But each patties they're quite big. It's like 200 grams. Oh, okay. So basically comes to 25 cool. rand a patty. Cool. That's and not then, bad at all. Not yeah. bad at all for like for this quantity, it's fucking good. And then if you go get a bagel for like eight rand or whatever it is, New York bagels, and then do if you you know get your own cheese and accoutrements or whatever, like you're looking at a proper restaurant quantity, uh, like like free range grass fed beef burger for like just over fifty bucks, which is an absolute bargain. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's the lowdown on my on my meat. Yeah, nice. do, do we know the name of this company? Maybe they can sponsor us. Uh, yeah, it's called. Cool. Just given them massive. Yeah, plot. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give them a shout out. I'll, I'll I'll try what I tried with Weber, which is give them the free airtime and then try and blackmail them into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so give great. us the name. Give us the name. We did. It's it's Usana. Usana um, let me yeah. just look it up. I think it's so it's U S A N A. Um, Usana. I don't know if it's Usana or Usana. Usana. Um. Yeah, it's just Twitter at Usana Farm. Instagram also U S A N A Farm. 
and they got a website. Oh, and... ask them, uh, tweet, tweet them and ask them, hey, I was giving you massive props on my podcast. How do you pronounce your name? Mm. <laughs> and then that'll be that'll be a good way in there. That, that is a good idea. Yeah, good. They also they also sell wine. Um, oh, that okay, whole thing cool. where they were like, order you can order wine throughout lockdown and we'll deliver it as soon as the thing ends. Nice. Um, so uh, there you go. That's my that's my shill for the week. Nice. I'm the beef shill. Nice. There you go. Cool. Any other I questions? Think, I think that we should end it there because I think we over our hour. So we ended. Oh, we ended it already. No, well, I thought, this is, are we leaving the meat in or not? <laughs> we better leave it in now. How, how else is Alex going yeah, to try and put for the fucking yeah. algo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. oh, I'll, I'll when, decide where I Adam can. Starts. I'm not sure where I'm going to cut it. I'll, I'll listen and cut it at the end. Let, let Adam <laughs> listen to the whole thing and decide. Yeah, maybe. Just leave it in. Yeah, <laughs> Classic is, Adam. But, wait, wait. One of us much... needs to start humming. Do ourselves or like start up again with the other <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah no, like, no. So like much... everyone, need, everyone needs to hang up and then someone. Do, 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 do. Much like Usana Farms uh, natural grass fed organic beef, uh, our product is best delivered raw. So I think let's just leave it unedited and the people can decide what they want to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like Adam would edit it even if we asked. So no, but if, 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 if someone's still listening to us right now, that's because they haven't hit pause and stop and, and moved on with their lives. Yeah. And yeah, I, well, I respect, I respect their right to make that choice. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't feel yeah, like we should make enough. that choice for them. In fact, I'm prepared to leave this this recording running for 24 hours. Okay, well, that's I'm going to have soon, but I think Ant's taking another call almost because I feel like... <laughs> I think we've, we've driven Ant to his alcohol stash. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got to go. Any yeah. I'm going to go check yeah. on dinner now as well. Thanks, guys. <laughs>